You're listening to the SciGig Central Podcast, episode number 37, At Home Edition. All right, so you've started your side gig business. You are bringing in some revenue. You got a couple of clients, a couple of customers that are paying you possibly regularly, and you are excited. You're like, yes, let's get this party started. But then the snafu happens where you have to start doing multiple tasks over and over and over again. Again, sending multiple emails to different subsections of clients, and then you're just it just becomes a hot mess. So I feel you on that. I understand where you're coming from because that's the growing pains of starting a business. So I am very, very big into getting your systems in place before you really start to scale. And I know for me personally, anytime I start a new venture, systems are always the one thing that I procrastinate on. Every single time, never fails. But today I have a special treat for you because my friend Samantha Phillips, I just call her Sam because she's super sweet like that. And she is an online business manager and project manager that helps CEOs implement systems and strategies to give them more revenue, time, scalability, peace of mind, and impact. Samantha really knows her stuff, and I'm excited for her to share all her knowledge about the best systems you should absolutely have in place in order to free up some time and some of the biggest mistakes you're going to need to avoid when you are setting up your systems. We're also going to do a quick little deep dive into how to use Trello, Kajabi, and Dubsado for your online business. So if you've gotten a couple of clients and you're really excited, you've built up some momentum, this is the episode for you. You're listening to the Side Gig Central podcast, where we truly believe that your side gig has the power to change your life. My name is Elena Ciccatelli, and I'm a small business owner and side gig hustler just like you. I'm so excited to help you redefine what success looks like in today's gig economy. Listen in on honest conversations that I have with the experts and from hardworking side gig entrepreneurs just like you who are killing it with their side hustle. Learn the best strategies, tips, and tricks that have helped others pave their own way and craft their dream side gig. So if you're ready to get started, up your game and do the work, you're definitely in the right place. Let's get started. Sam, welcome to the show. I'm so excited that you're here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. Thank you, Elena. <laughs> yes. Well, I am excited for today's episode because we know as side gig entrepreneurs, we need to have our systems in place that we're able to build a business that will actually scale. So I am very excited for you to share your expertise and your knowledge about systems. So Sam, why don't you tell the listeners, if they are not already familiar with you, where have you been all my life? No, just kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What is your entrepreneurial journey? When did you start as an entrepreneur and how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, yeah, great question. Well, I love just diving right in. So I've been in my entrepreneurial journey for about eight years. And it started when I was in high school, actually. And I used to crochet and do like arts and crafts and, 
you know, had a little Etsy store and kind of got like the business bug. And then um, when I was in college, I just started to do business consultancy. And then I owned a franchise. And um, so I've done a lot of things under the sun. And when I owned my franchise, I thought this is something I really want to do um, because I loved the idea of having like the business structure, how things ran. And I had it in my mind that it would be so awesome to own something and make an impact, but also not be in it every day, like be able to do my own thing and have somebody managing it for me. Um, and I thought, well, in order for me to do that, I should probably go to school and learn a bit more about business. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then I went to college and during that time I was just doing things on the slide. And, um, then about six months ago, I decided to start Samantha Phillips and company, which is my online based business. And, um, and I've always been into project management. I've always been into business systems, um, being a business owner before previously, I just feel like I had a really good inside look into what it takes to build a business. And so it just felt like kids met when I came onto the online scene. And, um, and so that's kind of how I got here and how I'm here now. <laughs> yes. Well, you do such a great job in illustrating the steps that it takes to build viable business systems. And it is one of the things that can either really propel your business forward or it can really hold you back. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, I see people holding themselves back in number one, not implementing systems and number two and not implementing systems correctly. So, um, I feel like systems can definitely hold you back, but if you have them in place correctly, they can propel you forward, you know, further than you imagine. <laughs> yeah, so let's get into some of the most common systems. I wanna take a 30,000 foot view and then we'll drill down into some specific ones. But what are the most common systems that every side gig entrepreneur should have in their toolkit, ready to go and fully implemented in, in their business? Yeah, so some of the main ones are definitely like a marketing system, something for social media. If you're going to be online, you need some sort of social media system, which breaks down like how you're actually going to use it to become profitable. So that's kind of like your money making, like needle moving activities. Um, you need to have some sort of onboarding system, whether that means that you actually work one on one with your clients or if you have passive income, there has to be some sort of system there that brings your client into your interface. Um, definitely like an offboarding system because at some point, <laughs> you know, people are going to go away. Um, and you can always have an offboarding system that really kind of makes them do a U-turn and come back to you for something else. Um, so those are kind of the main ones that I would say. And then also having a system for your day-to-day -day, like workflow because you're pretty much the most important part of your business, especially in the beginning. So you need to make sure that everything that you do is systemized and organized so that you can make the most impact. I'm intrigued about this offboarding system because you're right. There is attrition. There is churn in the client base. If you have a service-based business, that is a real thing. That is part of business. So get into more detail about what that is like. Do you put them back into 
are they in your CRM, but then you tag them as differently and your email list that you go out to them is different. Walk me through what a, um, like a basic offboarding system would look like. Yeah, so there's many different ways to do it, and it obviously would differ by the program. But let's say you're a service-based entrepreneur, and you've been working one-on-one with this client in some sort of capacity, and this client is just offboarding because they've kind of surpassed your services at this point. And what you would do is you would have some sort of like offboarding call, then you would have some sort of like offboarding packet, which lets them know you know what they're being removed from, all that good stuff, and it lets them know that they will still be able to receive information about your services moving forward. And then when you have them in your CRM, you would tag them as somebody who has previously used this particular type of service. And then later, when you come out with something that might be higher level or something that they're interested in, you have that tag, can quickly search, and then you can start nurturing them again, warming them back up and putting them back into your pipeline. So that's kind of just a really simple one. If you already have a more developed product, product suite, you can do a faster U-turn. <laughs> like you have had, <laughs> yeah. I've had people that, you know, I've, they've offboarded from one particular type of service, but then they immediately U-turn and sign back up for something else because I was so adamant about talking to them about, you know, okay, when, what's your next steps? What do you feel like is your struggle now? What do you feel like you could use now? Um, and making those types of questions in the offboarding call. I love that because not a lot of time, we, we spend a lot of time thinking about getting the initial client, right? which yes, we need to be doing, we need to be getting those initial clients, but it's, it, it costs a lot less money to get that client into a different product or service versus getting a brand new client. So that, like you said, you can start that nurture sequence right up again and start warming them up. And also hopefully they had a great experience with you and it's not like a just close lost deal. It's yeah. more of like a, a next level client, hopefully it's in in that category, then you're able to maybe even develop products based on their experience. I'm going way off base here, but yes, you just got the wheels turning here. I like it. <laughs> yeah, there's just so many ways to use it because that can really help you with your market research. It can help you, um, you know, be able to see what you should offer next. Um, it can also help you like tweak what you have because um, I always recommend that in that offboarding packet, you have some sort of, you know, quiz or some sort of questionnaire that you ask them you know, what went well with this program or, you know, what do you think I could have done better? What do you think went super good? Um, and including those types of things. And then obviously I forgot to mention this previously, but, um, some sort of method of them to be able to give you a testimonial, because even though you might've had that throughout your relationship together, now, you know, that part's coming to an end. So they might be able to give something a little bit more cohesive. That's great. Yes, we all know that we need that social proof. We need those receipts at the end of the transaction. Now, I want to move on to something that you said in your Instagram stories that just perked my ears right up. And you had said, girl, did you know that you can automate that? <laughs> I, started, <laughs> I started laughing because like Sam is speaking my language right now because I have so many of these outstanding tasks that I know I could automate, but I just haven't gotten around to doing it. I'm sure you hear that all the time. So let's get into implementing smart systems to scale. 
try to say that five times fast. <laughs> Smart systems to scale. So I know um, before we pressed record on this episode, we had mentioned about Kajabi. We will go down the Kajabi rabbit hole, but before we get there, what are some other systems that you would recommend, Sam, that would be like a fast track to helping scale your business? Yeah, yeah. So the one that I recommend to everyone, which should be like a no brainer at this point is to have a project management tool and actually use it. So a lot of people feel like a project management tool is not needed, especially if they have something like Kajabi or they have something like Dubsado or some other kind of like business management software. But it's completely different because a project management tool really houses your systems and your workflows. And it helps you be able to simplify the other types of software and systems that you have. And it allows you to keep on track. So I have to, I use, um, I do use Kajabi, but then I also have my project management tool, which is Trello. And we use them in conjunction. So Trello is what guides me for how I'm actually going to use Kajabi. Um, and it's just a safe space to have. So I definitely recommend that everybody have some sort of project management tool and implement your systems there. Um, I recommend automated workflows because <laughs> a girl does not have enough time to write down her to-do list every single day. <laughs> no, it's so true. I don't want to be writing this long. Yeah. And you're so just to back up a smidgen. So Trello is a free tool. Kajabi is a course creator tool, which is not free. It's a membership, right? Um, and then Dubsado is, I'm not as familiar with Dubsado. What does that one do? Yeah, so Dubsado is more of like a business management tool and it is paid. It doesn't have a free um, free membership at this point. Um, but basically that is probably if you're a service provider, that's what you're going to use because it allows you to send out your contracts, your invoices, um, and you can actually create workflows and systems in there as well. But it's more of an automated workflow. So it's how you're going to send contracts and invoices out, emails to your clients, that type of thing. Is that an embedded, um, does that have a CRM as well as an email yeah. list? Okay. Yeah, that does have the CRM and it has the email list. Um, it just doesn't have, it's not like MailChimp or like MailerLite or even like Kajabi where it has like that sophisticated email software where you can build like those really pretty newsletters and things. This one's just a little bit more simple. Got it. Okay. No, thank you so much for breaking that down because I know we throw these terms around just like very jargony and buzzwordy. I just want to make yeah. sure all the listeners are on the same page just in case they're like, hold up. I don't know what that is. <laughs> so let's talk about um, Kajabi one more time. So um, this is, I, well, I feel like this is a very evergreen topic because course creation is is really powerful i haven't personally created a course i may down the line but i think it's an area of interest and i think it's a really juicy hot topic that a lot of people want to know more about i actually got a question recently from a listener who asked is the online course space completely flooded and completely crowded should i even create a course and I'm like, all right, well, it should be quality. It should be a really great, like very full, robust course. But in order for you to create something that's full of 
quality, something that your target audience wants to have, you got to be able to master the actual tool or the actual system itself in order for you to come out with a product that you feel good about. So Sam, walk us through Kajabi. What are some of the things that a brand new course creator should know about creating this course through Kajabi? Yeah, yeah. So if you're a new course creator, somebody new to that type of industry, Kajabi is definitely something that's really simple and easy to start with. So um, when you sign up for a membership, you basically get access to pretty much everything that Kajabi offers and they do have like a website platform. Um, So I will just break it down like by each thing that you get. So the website platform is really great because you can have your entire website on there if you don't have one already or you feel like you want to transfer, um, or you can just create separate web pages, which is my 100% favorite thing about Kajabi because you're able to create landing pages or sales pages really, really seamlessly. And those are things that I struggled with, especially in the beginning of starting my business. I was looking at everybody creating these beautiful opt-in pages or these beautiful sales pages and all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't have the tools to do that. And I spent hours and hours looking everywhere to find something that I could do that. Spent far too much time playing around with systems that was just too hard to work with. And then when I started working with a client who had Kajabi, I was like, oh my gosh, this is it. <laughs> this yes. is awesome. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. So that is pretty much really, really cool because whenever you have a course um, at some point, which is a whole different topic, but you'll have sales funnels and you'll have things like that. And you will be living out of landing pages and opt-in pages and sales pages. So that's really awesome. And um, their platform's just really easy to work with and they give you a bunch of templates. And then the next thing is that you actually have the product suite creation mode, which is where you can actually create your different courses. And it pretty much lays everything out for you. So you basically have a course template in there um, and you can lay out by different modules. You have spaces already to plug and play your videos or your graphics, or if you have homework for your students, however you want to do it, it's really, really easy plug and play. You could really build a course in like a week (laughs) with this type of thing. Um, So it's really simple. And then you have these features of being able to have like complete access to the course for your students, which means that that is more of like an evergreen type of product where people can come in at any point and they'll have lifetime access. Or you can use like a drip um, drip content, which is better for like group programs or things that you're going to have a little bit more support with. Um, And then from there, you have the marketing component. So that is where you can make your email campaigns. You can have broadcasts. Um, There's just a lot of ways to interconnect everything and automate it. So you can basically build a complete funnel out that's automated and you can sell your course without ever having to touch it again after you've created it, which is really cool in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Because the whole point of it is that you've created this pathway for your customer to go down. And at that point, you can focus on nurturing the clients that you just got from your amazing new course that you created. And you can focus more on that customer service and not being like you had said, the the back end of, Oh, I got to adjust this landing page or I got to 
um, you know, where, where did this client fall off in the funnel so that it kind of gives you a clear picture of everything. And I, yeah, that sounds yeah. amazing. This is, I, I don't mean this to be a commercial for Kajabi. <laughs> they should be a sponsor of the show before they that said. happens. But <laughs> I just want to let the listeners know that this, this is an option. And, and I think the more that we're going down the work from home, digital space, side gig entrepreneurship from home, I think this is a viable revenue stream. Yeah, it definitely is. That's something that I definitely wanted to tell your particular audience because I know most of your audience, you know, still works and has a full-time job. And I was literally there. I'm actually, I literally just switched over to part-time in my business a week ago. Um, before that, I was working 60-hour weeks. And that's when I first started my business. And it, it's crazy. Like you just don't have time to grow and scale or you feel like, okay, well I have this client and I have this client. That's all I can do, you know, because you're, you have to wake up in the morning to go to work or, you know, yeah. your brain space and your energy is devoted to another side. So, um, being able to kind of turn that into, okay, well, when I work at night or when I work on the weekend, I can develop this thing that's going to live on its own. And I'm not going to have to keep, you know, focusing my energy on it. And that is the ultimate side gig. Like, yes. uh, (laughs) yes, that's the side gig nirvana. And then also, so you're already putting the systems in place that's going to allow you to, again, which I said in the beginning, scale it into a business that you love so that you're able to focus on another project or build out another part of your product suite. I just think it's so smart. And I think the the quicker that you can get on board with systems, the faster you'll be able to, to get that done. So um, time is flying. Holy moly. Let's talk <laughs> about the biggest mistake. So biggest mistake you see, a lot of entrepreneurs making when it comes to running their business and not implementing systems. I'm sure you have seen some hot messes. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have. So I think the biggest thing that I have seen is that people scale too fast and um, they get to be where they're making so much money. They have so many clients, they have all this stuff going and they can't sustain it. And that is a huge mess because it's like, okay, all these people just paid me. I have to serve them. I have to provide them whatever I promised them. And now it's like, oh my gosh, I don't have the systems to do this, you know? And also taking that and being able to say like, oh, well, I had bigger goals or I had these things that I wanted to do. And now I don't have any time to do that because I'm purely focused on my client work. So those are kind of like two sides of the coin that I see quite often is that people in the beginning of their business they they understand the importance of SOPs or they understand the importance of systems, but they keep it really, really simple because they feel like that's all they have the energy for or that's all they know in the beginning. Um, and then they're focusing on getting clients. But as they get their clients, if they're not implementing those systems as they go, it ends up being this huge mess once you have overloaded yourself. So that is kind of one of the main areas. And then also for those who have started their business and they haven't implemented systems, I see a lot of them just flopping and deciding not to continue, you know, because they they don't have those systems that are saving them time and they're not getting those clients and they're not 
um, selling their products because they don't have that easy system in place and they just give up and it's like, okay, that's so sad. <laughs> like, don't do yeah. that. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And then that kind of, it, it also I'm, it does, does a number on your brain as well. Mm-hmm. Like your mindset, you're like, okay, well now I have to go back to the drawing board. Maybe my product or service was not what my ideal customer client actually wanted from me. So yeah, you bring up such a great point because as you get further into your side gig, it's no longer a hobby. You're starting to generate revenue. The wheels are turning. It's almost like the train is going, but then you're like, wait, uh, hold up. I got to actually jump on the train as well. And then so that you can, you can still keep your, your business going. So I, I, Yeah, which is the whole reason why I wanted you on the show today, Sam, because I really want people to understand systems are just so crucial to have in place. And also, correct me if I'm wrong, it gives you a bit of sanity back into your life. Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, um, I've worked with a lot of different type of personalities and some people, you know, they kind of thrive in the chaos, right? And some people are like, I have to have all my ducks in a row before I can even work. And I'm kind of like a good mix in between. But across all of those personalities, the ones that I've worked with and we've actually implemented systems, they all have felt this massive relief because they're able to kind of step back and they're able to, one, be able to see like what's actually going on in their business because sometimes things are just so crazy, they don't even know the moving parts. And then two, they're able to actually get time back that they've been wasting, you know, and doing things that they could have automated or in doing things that really weren't serving their business and moving the needle forward. So um, it's definitely something that provides not just sanity, which is a number. It's a huge thing. <laughs> yeah. Provides, you know, like peace of mind and peace of like freedom. So yeah, absolutely. And I think also too, a lot of, uh, a lot of the side gig entrepreneurs have started a side gig, not only to diversify income, but to also create that sense of freedom as well. So, um, one last question for you, Sam here. I always like to ask a never would I ever question. And today I am asking you, Sam, when it comes to setting up systems to scale, never would I ever. Never would I ever be hasty. And I know that's something that a lot of people think is, you know, oh, well, I don't have time for this or, oh, I, you know, I can't spend so much time on this thing or I'm too busy or blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you need to stop what you're doing and take the time and really create these systems and implement things them because these are something, these are one of those things that it's like you pay like a certain amount forward, but you get 10 times back. So you might be spending like 12 hours or you might be spending like a week building up your systems, but you're going to be getting like three days back every week or, you know, however it might be, there's a ratio there, but you just get so much more back when you actually take the time. And if you're actually hasty in creating your systems, they could be created in a way that 
will end up failing or not working, which means that you have to spend more time later coming back and changing them, um, or it could completely disrupt your business in some way. So really take the time to sit down and create them in a way that is scalable. Yeah, and I would also say too, systems equals a really good ROI. Yeah, because you you had mentioned a lot of time, you know, you're getting some time back. You're you're freeing up your schedule a little bit more to be creative. I know a lot of listeners on the show are content creators. We thrive in that creativity space, and we don't really thrive so much in that systems business operations space maybe is not such a happy place for people. So I think you're absolutely spot on. Sam, this was a great conversation about systems. I know you were the girl to go to for this topic. So please share with the listeners where they can go find you and connect with you online and talk about systems. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to find me, you can find me on Instagram and I am at Sam Philco, which is S-A-M-P-H-I-L-L-C-O. And my website is exactly the same. It just has three W's in the front and the dot com at the end. Excellent. Yes. Everybody go connect with Sam. Go follow her on Instagram. That is how I connected with her. Are you guys seeing a trend yet? I <laughs> connect with everybody on Instagram first. And then we like have a whole conversation in the DMs. And then we move it over to the podcast for a party here. So go definitely check out Sam. Go watch her stories, comment and like all of her posts. And go definitely go check out her website. So Sam, thank you again so much. This has been amazing. Thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Elena. Thanks so much for listening to the Side Gig Central podcast. You can dive into the show notes for this episode and for all past episodes at SideGeekCentral.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. And while you're at it, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Thanks again for tuning in. I'll talk to you very soon. And by the way, keep up that side hustle because it looks good on you.